Welcome to the Hook and Hunt Experience with hunting and fishing expert and host of Hook and Hunt TV, Jim Crowley, and radio host and outdoorsman, Drew Kirby. On today's show, we'll cover fishing, hunting, outdoor adventures, wild game recipes, and so much more. Brought to you by Ned's Pretty Good Garage Bait and Tackle, home of the $8.99 oil change. If you have questions, comments, or want to offer up some suggestions, reach out on Facebook at Hook and Hunt Experience. And now, here's Jim Crowley and your host, Drew Kirby. Welcome back. Jim, this has been a lot of fun, but I can't <laughs> wait till we talk to our guest today, Stacy Walker from Prime One Camo. If you don't or haven't seen <laughs> Prime One Camo, uh, you'll want to check this out. Jim, what's the website, very quickly, so people can go ahead and start checking it out? Yeah, I would go look at this, folks, because we're going to offer you an awesome, awesome discount, plus some other cool stuff. Go to Prime One Camo. That's P-R-Y-M, the number one, PrimeOneCamo.com. Get a head start on this because the code we're going to give you, and you're going to want to check out Prime One Camo. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Stacy is great, and uh, we'll talk to her in just a few minutes. Now, uh, Jim Crowley, things have been getting a little better in some of the areas of the country I've seen that you've been out and about doing a little bit of uh, fishing lately. Yeah, we're finally finally getting ready to go film some new shows. I'm so excited. Got to take my stepdaughter out uh, this past this past weekend. Um, and I've really gotten into rod building the last year or two. She wanted a new fishing rod. So I said, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to make you one. You're going to make it with me. So she did that. We built this beautiful rod for her. She got a biggest kick out of that. We go out the other day. I'm teaching her to throw swim baits and she catches a three pounder and a bunch of other fish. You talk about cool, man. I, I, I love fishing with, with her and she loves fishing. And it, it, I tell, when she got that fish on, we took all kinds of pictures. It was fantastic. Now, Jim, uh, the last time we spoke, you had just come back from a little fishing trip and you dropped your boat off. What's the status of your boat? We finally, finally picking it up. It is ready to go. I, my mirror craft is my office besides my truck when I'm on the road. And, um, I take that all over, take it all over the Midwest. And, uh, I'm looking forward to getting back in it. This, these last two weeks, man, I feel, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm a guy without a home, you know, <laughs> I need my boat back. So I'm glad to have it. And we'll be working out of it again on Friday. Are you going to go back on another little jaunt? Yeah, we're going to be, um, the, the next couple uh, episodes of the show are going to be close to home. We're going to start from Illinois here, and then we're going to head out toward Wisconsin and then Minnesota and eventually Canada. So we, we have some awesome stuff lined up. I'm pretty excited about it. Jim, I've got a story here about a nine-year-old brother, 11-year-old sister, and eight-year-old brother all out fishing. The family caught some huge fish. Matter of fact, the nine-year-old weighs less than 80 pounds, and the sturgeon he caught was 80 pounds. How crazy is that? Can you imagine I, trying to reel in an 80-pound fish? I've caught sturgeon, and I will tell you what, they no matter how big they are, they will beat you up. That is one that is one strong fish, and especially for a kid that age and that size, that's something he'll never forget. It's some the sturgeon are the largest and uh, longest living fish in Tennessee. So I mean that's quite the quite the the gesture. Uh, the agency there, uh, uh, fishing agency said that more than two hundred and twenty thousand lake sturgeon have been stocked in the Cumberland River wow. since two thousand. So think of that. I mean, they're, you know, yep. they're repopulating, trying to get it back uh, to full on. But, man, that, that kid, he'll want to go out every weekend now. 
I will, I will tell you, when I caught my sturgeon, they don't take them completely out of the water. I did it on the Columbia River in Oregon. Just touching that, just touching that fish. The coolest thing is you are literally touching a dinosaur. Yeah. It is the oldest living. It was so cool. The fish are all released unharmed. It would use circle hooks on them. I, I'm just, I'm thinking back, that was about eight or nine years ago when I did it, and it still sends uh, a, a, a chill up my back. It was such an exciting experience for the people that I was with. God bless that little kid. Thank God he got to experience that, and I hope he gets to does it, do it again because him and his family will never forget that. Well, never. let me tell you, after he caught an 80-pound sturgeon, the 11-year-old sister I was telling you about, she hooked a 40-pound striper. <laughs> And then the eight-year-old caught a 58-pound blue cat. Three fish right there that will beat the crap out of you. I, I don't I don't know where they're going to go from here because that <laughs> yeah. is a heck of a way to start. Eight, nine, and 11, and they caught a 58, uh, a, a 40, and an 80-pound fish. Hey, Drew, what's your biggest fish? Oh, I don't know, like a couple <laughs> pounds, you know? <laughs> I thought he was going to tell us we have to go to a commercial break. That's what yeah. I thought was coming. Uh, I will tell you, though, the get ready, because Stacy okay. Walker from Prime One Camo is coming up. This week's Hook and Hunt Experience guest star is brought to you by Hook and Hunt TV, where our slogan is, God made me a fisherman and a hunter. I'm proud of both and apologize to no one. Watch the latest episode at hookandhunttv.com. Back for Hooking on Experience. One of the great things we get to do is we get to talk to some pretty cool guests. And when it comes to camo, there's only uh, one that is very prime, right, Jim? <laughs> yeah, very so, <laughs> pri prime, so to speak. And if, as far as I'm concerned, one of the coolest companies that I get to work with and, and just so much fun and just the whole story of Prime One is cool. And the president of Prime One is joining us, Stacy Walker. Stacy, welcome. Welcome to hey, the Hey, thanks. Thank you. Good hey, to be here. Um, just a little bit of back history for our audience. We've been together for several years now. And and I don't know how you lost a bet and we got hooked up. But <laughs> it's been Yeah, it, I think it's a three three years running now, buddy. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. And I've said these these are the fastest growing probably camel company in the country right now they've gotten into everything i even went to a gas station where i live here in hayworth illinois the other day and there were prime one camo hats in the little <laughs> town of hayworth how did you guys get started it started in your heart and your mind yeah i i grew up in south louisiana as a uh person that hunts and fishes i've started hunting and fishing when i was five literally and i'm also an artist a wildlife artist and so you know, fast forward several years down the road and my husband's in the industry and he, he works with, you know, a lot of different camouflage companies and, and businesses and brands out there. And he said, hey, you know, everybody's looking for something new and different. And so, you know, I said, well, heck, you know, I'm a, I hunt, I fish, I'm a wildlife artist, you know, I can give this a whirl. And so that was basically all she wrote five years ago. Um, I kind of ran with it and, uh, it's it's kind of like getting to to do what you love every day for fun, uh, but it's a business, you know. And so you know, I'm sure you can relate to that. And uh, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's like the perfect job in the world. It's awesome. Me being an artist, you know, and actually getting out there hunting from a very early age, I've I've learned to observe um, what makes a camouflage good and what doesn't, and and worn both and 
also got to observe predators in the wild, which was kind of the premise of, of Prime One Camo is, you know, you look to nature for the best camouflage. You know, there, there are creatures that are masters at camouflage. And so I basically adapted those principles from observing wildlife that I paint into my camouflage. And that's why I think it's extremely effective and would challenge anyone. Give it a chance. Try it and see what you think. I promise you won't be disappointed or I'll get it back from you. I, I will tell you one thing that I have noticed and, and folks, whenever I've worn the camo out, especially if I'm turkey hunting um, or duck hunting, if the best way I can relate the effectiveness of Prime One, a pheasant can be standing right next to you, right out in the open, and you not know it's there. That's how effective I feel Prime One camo has been for me when I'm in the field, because a pheasant can have the brightest colors in the world, but can blend right into its surroundings. And what Prime One does is not make you look like a stick or a stone. You literally are, and what the slogan is, is be the predator. And you literally are that predator. You will, when you stand still, blend into your environment just like another predator does. And it's been amazing to me to see a lot of the pictures of social media of so many people that have sent you those pictures of them just standing out in the middle of the outdoors. Nothing. And yeah. blending <laughs> in. Yeah. And that's something that we, I always encourage them. I'm like, don't doctor your doctor, your photograph. Right. I want, I want just your, you just send me you. I don't want anything done to it. And you know, we've all been there. We've all been walking to the deer stand or the blind or whatever and gotten busted in transit every single time. I mean, I shot my biggest mule deer, uh, 10 feet from my truck, you know, <laughs> it just happens that way. And so the want to be doing is sticking out like a sore thumb. And so, yes, so you're right. That was the big part of the strategy behind the design of the pattern was how can we blend in, in motion? If you're sneaking across a sage grass field and, or you're, you're cutting across, you know, trying to stalk in, I was in Argentina hunting black buck and, and, and red stag and man, Wait, I tell you what, man, if you flinched, those hinds were busting you cold as fast as you could say hallelujah. I mean, it was just, uh, we got busted so many times, but the one time that we didn't get busted by the, and for y'all to don't know, a hind is the female, we froze and we didn't move. And we were standing in the middle of this bald field. And here's this hind and her calf on a hill just looking. And they were staring a hole through us. You know, it was like we just blended to the terrain. They didn't flag us. They didn't blow. And they'll make a very, uh, it almost sounds like a barking sound. It's kind of crazy. And we had been chasing this red stag, oh, for hours, all day. And could not get up on him. And we finally had gotten to where we thought he was. And sure enough, they, they put their their hinds out about 100 yards from where they're bedding down and stuff. And, uh Boy, as soon as she as we froze and she didn't pick up on us, when that head went back down and she started eating, here comes big old boy out of the woods. I mean, it was like clockwork, and I drilled him. And it was just, it was such a cool sensation. A, it was my first ever red stag in Argentina. That was cool. And B, I was standing out in the middle of the broad, wide open. I mean, I didn't have anything to hide behind, and it was like, Okay, here's a do or die situation. You know, we're gonna see if it really works. And then that afternoon, I went and shot a black buck, which that was a whole nother stalking story. But I say all that to say, try it. I promise you, 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 if you're standing out in the open, I've designed it with enough shadows and light 
in, uh, you know, a lot of patterns of avoid the light areas and, and they think, oh, you can't have too many light areas in a camo. It's going to make you stand out. No, it's exactly the opposite. Why do you think we, we have situations where you, and everybody knows when I say blacked out, that exactly what I'm talking about. You blob out a person's shadow in their camouflage. All of a sudden, they just look like a blob, little like Sasquatch walking across. <laughs> and it's because there's not enough light in the pattern. So, you know, I've taken that concept and what I've studied in art my whole life and hunted in and applied it to every one of our color patterns. And we've got, oh, heck, what, 20 something colors now? I mean, yeah. it's crazy. And yeah. everybody's like, what in the heck do you have so many colors for? And I'm like, well, a, it's not just a camouflage pattern. B, it looks good. You can wear this anywhere. Yep. And so, yes, I have hunting colors. I have tactical colors. Um, you know, if you're hunting in a green environment, we've got that. If you're hunting in Europe, we've got that. If you're hunting in a desert sand duck hunting environment, we've got that. And then we've got every fishing color and fashion color uh, conceivable, basically. <laughs> well, one thing that I, I want to get across to, to people listening is, when you look at Prime One camo, you're not looking at any other type of camo. You you won't see anything like this on the market because it doesn't use the foliage look. This is designed to be shapes and colors and the lightness. If you look at it, you know, and I I've done a lot of paintings of like leopards and you know just all different wildlife, and a lot of those inherent textures and and shapes come out in my pattern that. I, I treated it like a painting. It's exactly what I did because I thought, you know, if an animal, you know, if a, if a leopard can get be in the rocky terrain in one sen, in, instance and then in the next be in a leafy environment and blend in both, you know, how is that even doable? But but it, it is. It's all about the organic shapes. There's no hard edges in our pattern. You know, that's where we differentiate from a lot of other patterns besides stick and leaf, you know, there's also so you know, other hybrid, what I call hybrid static patterns out there. And where we differentiate is we have no hard edges. I don't care how you turn that pattern, how big you blow it up, how small you make it. Everything is organic in nature and it helps to make your eye, um, you know, I, I call it fragmentation. When you're looking through when you're in the woods and you're looking up through the tree canopy into the sky and you're looking at leaves and textures, there are no solid colors in nature anywhere. Everything is comprised of textures and shades and sh highlights and shadows. It makes sense that our patterns should be treated the same way. And so that's the root of how I designed the pattern. That way it doesn't matter. You could be standing in a pile of rubble. You could be standing in a pile of leaves. It's not going to matter. It's the ob the idea of the shape being broken up organically, not I need a leaf here or I need a stick here. You know, that scenario. I really noticed that when the color got blown up really big, like when we first started our partnership all together with Covercraft and my truck is in the prime one blackout pattern, which I have on a lot of our stuff, which I actually love. When that pattern is blown up big and put on a truck, there are more colors inside that blackout that are so subtle that mix that light and dark together. And I never knew it until we put it on a, you know, on a 10 foot or eight foot bed of a truck and saw that and all that together really, really makes it's, it's some, there's a lot to being subtle and that's exactly what there is in those colors. There's a lot of it there to being subtle. Now, when I fish saltwater, when I fish freshwater, that's also what's fun too, is because I got some of the coolest colors 
out there. And Stacy be the first one to tell you that I'm like a poster child for Prime One. When I'm out on the water, there. Yeah, you are my poster child. <laughs> I, I I like to to look and match good, and nothing matches better than Prime One with anything I have. Jim has said many yeah. times that he's never been busted by a, a bass. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I've had them laugh at me, but they've never busted me. Speaking of fishing, one of the coolest things we've got going on right now is, and this is this is deviating from our freshwater and crossing over into my love, the saltwater side of the industry. And mm. uh, if you're familiar with the lovely boats, Freeman Boat Works. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're beautiful. Of, they're a piece of work. They're a piece oh. of art. I mean, anything that can strap on four 300 Mercuries. Yeah, it's talking business. We'll have a fleet of them in various shades. One of them that's my favorite goes from blackout, and it fades into the American flag on the backside of the boat. Uh. It is just our friends at Sign Zoo down in Sarasota, Florida, huge wrapping operation. I mean, if you need a vehicle or a boat wrap, they're like the mecca of it. They've come on a board officially because they were doing all of these Freeman boats, and they had such a huge response, you know, down there in Florida that now they're going to be actually wrapping whoever wants it so you're going to see a lot a lot of salt water boat traffic you know wrapped in prime one is sweet and they've got like the ghosted in tuna images and oh it's they they know what they're doing they 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 appeal to my artist heart when they they wrap a boat and man they are showing out it's so i'm excited about that and then we've got you know a lot of what we're doing right now, a lot of people are like, oh, man, we don't see your stuff in stores. No, it's all online. Other than, like you're saying, the smaller items. Mm-hmm. It's just the nature of the beast with our, our market here in the U.S. We've got four major brands overseas. And when I say overseas, I'm talking about all of Europe, Australia, New Zealand, France, you name it. Over there, we're rocking and rolling. And they're, ha- they're coming out with uh, hunting apparel, decorated guns are on the, on the horizon, just all kinds of really awesome stuff. You being an artist, I mean, would you say this is like getting one of your paintings up in a, a museum, one of the major museums? Because you're worldwide with what you did. It is. It really is kind of surreal because, you know, I've, I've always been kind of you know, just kind of low key on my painting. Um, I've, you know, I've painted since I'm five, literally since I'm five years old. And, you know, I get commissioned to do paintings and I'm very finicky on what I paint and, uh, I paint huge paintings. And so they're not, you know, they're not, they're not cheap by any stretch, you know, cause I paint huge canvases and oils and acrylics. And, um, as an artist was such a gratifying thing. And you're right. Ed is the best way I could. You just described it like nailing an Ed. And it's really cool to see the community that we've been able to build. And I encourage anybody. We have an open enrollment right now. If you want to become a pro staff or field staff for Prime One Camo, just go to our website. Now, it's not P-R-Y-M and the word one. It's the number one. And ask to join us. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a down-home coon-ass from South Louisiana. There's nothing <laughs> pompous about me. I, I like to know everybody. I'm everybody's friend. You know, and I just love the community and the camaraderie about getting to share my passion with everybody else that has the same passion and just showing them a new new tools. But, you know, if you want to try something new and exciting just to say, hey, man, that's awesome. It really did work. She wasn't full of it. Or, you know, to look cool. You know, how many of us go around town in our camouflage? If you own camouflage and you don't wear it besides hunting, you're lying. We all do it. And so, hey, at least mine 
is meant to do that. <laughs> you don't have to even step foot in the woods and you can still wear mine. We want to be a lifestyle pattern. Uh, and, you know, and everybody's like, oh, how can you compete with the big guys? Well, hey, I'm friends with Takitsi Hayes. I know the guys at Mossy Oak. You know, I, I don't see it as competition. I see it as, hey, they're they're one brand and we're another brand. And, hey, mm. we all get along. And at the end of the day, you choose what you like. But, hey, you know what? If you feel like trying something different, that's a little flashier. And everybody's going to go, what are you wearing? That's us. Check in that website again. It's PRYM1Camel.com. And I'll even throw in a little extra incentive here. If you if you do, you can use my code, which is HookHunt25. Put that code in and you'll get 25% off from the store on Prime One Camo. So you can either sign up for the pro staff, uh, either that, or if you just want to check out some really cool items from fishing gloves to hats to shirts to shorts to everything, put in that code HookHunt25 and you will get 25% off of the best camo out there. You have yeah. my word on that. I love it. Water, land, wherever. Nothing beats Prime One. Stacy, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, we got our new uh, our new fishing hoodies are in and some shorts. So y'all go check that out. And hey, if you need neck gaiters, you know, to wear with our whole social distancing, we've got some cool looking ones. So check that out, too. And remember, Jim Crowley's never been busted by a bass wearing Prime One camo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. God bless you, my friend. Thank, Thank you, you. Stacy. You too, buddy. Thank y'all. In the outdoor world, there's always something new, and here's a hook and hunt experience product review presented by Crowley's Crawlers, the plastic worms that make sure you're hauling in the limit every time. Jim, I remember a couple of weeks ago, you and I were sitting here talking on this very show, and you were going to tell me about one product, but all of a sudden, something else hit you that you needed to talk about. Let's go back and talk about the very first product you were going to mention on this program. Yeah, and that's a new digital scale from from Rapala. Now, Rapala always comes out with a ton of new products every year. There's there's two or three right now I'm thinking of that um, we'll bring on in, in weeks coming that are just absolutely phenomenal. But even just for the average angler, if you want to see the weight of your fish, there's a new digital scale that Rapala has that is touchscreen. And it's very, very easy to use. You turn it on. The clip to hold the fish is a lot different than than previous clips on digital scales where it was a hook where you had to put the hook by the gill or, or put it through the mouth. These are actually, the ends of it are actually curled. So when you press, it just secures the fish. It doesn't puncture the lip or the mouth in any way whatsoever. All it does is securely, softly holds the fish and the digital weight comes up immediately. So it's a lot easier on the fish, and then it's spring-loaded. So all you do, put the fish by the water, release the clip. It automatically releases that fish and drops the fish easily back into the water. You can store those weights. Um, you can call those weights, like if you get a bigger fish. But everything is touchscreen, and it's really easy to use. Rapala always seems to outdo themselves. They not only set the bar they raised the bar that they set themselves. Absolutely an incredible company. I always love their products. And if you want to see more for the scale, that way, you know, when you're lying to your buddy about how much the <laughs> fish actually weighs, you can you can back it up with a picture from your digital scale. Go to rapala.com. Hookingontv.com has been educating and entertaining the world of hunting and fishing for years. Let's find out about the latest from Hook and Hunt TV's Jim Crowley on the Hook and Hunt Experience. Many years ago, and I say many like it really 
isn't that many, but it really is. 2009, that'd be 11 years, Jim Crowley, that you and I have been doing this uh, this hook and hunt thing. Uh, but you've been doing hooking on TV for a little longer than, than we've been doing this part of it. And you have evolved with technology throughout where it was only, you were only able to do a show every once in a while in the mm-hmm. beginning. And now you're doing something every week. Yeah, just just about every week. And, you know, especially since a lot of us have been home more, it's been a really great way to connect with the audience and and just get out there more. And people like to talk fishing a lot. You know, when it gets into hunting season, we'll do some of the stuff. But the Facebook Lives have been really, really good for us. I love interacting. That's always been, I think, the biggest part of my following and the fans that watch a show and like me is because now I can be interactive with them, not only in the seminars that I do every year and get out and talk to them, which I absolutely love. That's my favorite. That's my absolute favorite thing to do besides the fishing and the hunting part of it. But um, the Facebook lives, I can literally get, have them get inside my tackle box, but I I like to let them know exactly what I throw. They see it on the show and I like to break it down. And in this past episode, we just did, we got into different jig heads, weights and styles and why and where uh, I use everything. So hopefully it will give others ideas about how they can go out and do the same thing. And this episode is, like I said, just has to do with jig heads. You can go to the Hook and Hunt Facebook page and look it up. It's just the most recent episode out there. You you really can't miss it because uh, I decided on this one, we're going to wear one of the new colors from Prime One Camo, and it's extremely bright. We really didn't even need that much lighting in the room. I, I, I think <laughs> if you notice on my right sleeve, there's an on-off switch. It's just really cool. And that's one thing I love about Prime One is you can be as stylish, as bright, or you can be as subdued as you want. And and uh, this one, if you can't find this show for sure, turn off the lights in your computer room and just find that video. It'll light the whole room up. And it will. And uh, Jim gave out a code if you want to get some Prime One camo that you can use. It's hookhunt25 uh, at primeonecamo.com. And it's P-R-Y-M, the number one, dot com. So you may as well go take advantage of this great deal that you're offering. Yeah, and and 25% off is a big deal. That that's that's a lot, especially if you're you know if you're getting shirts and shorts or hats, you put that order together and you get twenty five percent off. Um, Prime One's just a just a freaking cool company, man. They're they're great people, not only to work with and work for. And um, I wouldn't be wearing this clothing if I didn't believe in it. I will never promote anything that I don't use myself, and I'm proud to be associated with this because they make they make the best there is. And thank God you're wearing those clothes because we don't want to see what's under them. <laughs> <laughs> HookandHuntTV.com is where you go to see it. Here's the latest Hook and Hunt experience hunting and fishing scouting report. Brought to you by the Tackle Box Bar and Grill, where the stories are as big as the fish baskets and beer. The Tackle Box Bar and Grill, downtown Fish Creek, Wisconsin. So maybe you're thinking about going out fishing this weekend, and, you know, things everywhere have been different. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you're in California like I am, it's been cool and rainy, which that doesn't happen a lot here in the month of May. In the Midwest, it's been rainy and cold. Jim, what's happening in the fishing world? Well, you know, a couple, several things happen when it rains this much. One, obviously, your water levels are going to rise. And right now, all our reservoirs in Illinois are at full capacity, man. That water is tearing over the dam. I've been to two or three different lakes in the past 10 days. They're all full. 
water, like I said, water is going over the dam. So a couple things happen. Usually in a reservoir, the lowest end of the reservoir or the lower part of that lake, that's by the dam. That is going to be the deepest and it's going to be the clearest water. Just like on those coves or those creeks that come into that main body of water, the mouth of those is always going to be or usually going to be the clearest and the deepest. Well, this time of year, with all this rain, the conditions have changed. Now down by the dam, it's muddy. Why? Because all that water is pulling toward the dam and it's pulling all that mud down. So when we were bass fishing in the lake last week, we actually meant we actually went mid lake and the lake was a lot cleaner, almost clear compared to down by the dam because all the mud was being pulled down there. So we had to change our fishing strategy. We ended up figuring it out and, and catching a bunch of bass that day, but that was just a change. Okay. So fast forward a little bit to last week and I take my stepdaughter out and usually we'd be fishing crappies uh, with the lake being down and fishing on these trees that were out off the shore. Not so. Now we're catching crappies in a foot of water on stumps that are right outside grass lines. Why? Because as the water rose, those crappies went to that newly flooded vegetation. And it was really funny. We could pinpoint what type of fish we were going to catch. On the edge of the grass, it was bluegills. On the stumps or any wood in the water would be a crappie. If we found a sandy area, we were catching red ears. So, but they wouldn't be there usually that shallow if the water wasn't that high. So we've had to make adjustments. The fish are still there. They're still going to eat. But as with anything, weather and conditions always play into your fishing. What about when things get back to normal and that water starts to recede? How will that throw off the fish locations? It won't really throw off the fish location. You just realize what they're going to do. So as water recedes or as there's less cover up on a bank of a reservoir, and some of them are like that anyway, then you just have to back off more. You have to fish. The more stained the water, you can still fish relatively shallow. Here's another thing that happens with the mud is that fish are going to become a lot more object orientated. The more stained and muddy the water in a reservoir, the closer fish are going to be to objects like rocks or like stumps or like docks. They're going to be holding next to that. The more that water clears up and the more it recedes, the fish may be out suspending or they may be on objects like big laydowns or stumps or big rocks that are going to be deeper. So as that water recedes, you need to pull back off that area. Maybe go to the first drop. You can find those uh, on your graph. Maybe go to the ends of the boat docks instead of the part of the boat docks up by the bank. You need to pull out. Same thing on a point. Instead of fishing shallower up on a point, you're going to fish deeper out on the point. Those fish will back off as that water recedes. When uh, you see it in an area like that, you know, you say mm -hmm. that it was just a foot of water at that point. Uh, the fish that were there, how far will they travel? Will, will they go and end up being on the other side of the lake at some point, or will they just stay in their general area? They're going to stay in their general area, and in a reservoir, that's going to happen a lot. A on a river, fish will move more. On natural lakes, the biggest predator can stake out an area. Remember when we had Jim Sarek on, we talked about musky fishing. Musky fishing is about spots. A big fish will take up a certain area. On small ponds or even small reservoirs like that, fish are going to stay in a general area. I always say on reservoirs, fish have an in-out. And what I mean by that is in the spring, they move shallow to spawn. When that is done, then they move out to an existing area. In the fall, they're going to move back into those coves where they were spawning, maybe even farther back or maybe only halfway back. It depends on bait fish. In the winter, they're going to move back to the same places where they were in the summer. That's why I tell people on a reservoir, if you're ice fishing, go to places where you caught them in the summer. 
that's where they're going to group up in the wintertime. So on reservoirs, it's what I call an in-out. So really, all year long, you should be making notes. And we've talked about note-making over the last couple of of weeks where maybe the conditions are different and your notes aren't proper. But if it's the same type of weather pattern, you're going to, you're going to be, uh, have a, a foot above everybody else. The only thing consistent in fishing is that nothing is consistent. Right. Okay. And so you, those notes will at least give you a starting area of what you've been, where you were before, or even if they're mental notes when I was a tournament angler, I wrote everything down in books and I would go back if I hadn't been to a lake for a while, you know, obviously we can all do a digital leader online or mark our maps, whatever. Um, but that always gives you a starting point. You know, maybe what we'll talk about in the close of the show is, is fishing and hunting all is always has been, and always will be a game of odds. The more odds you put in your favor, the more successful your chances will be. If you're having a successful spring, let us know, uh, go to our, our yeah. Facebook which is hooking on experience and leave us a message or leave us a comment. Cause we want to know, uh, you know, how you're doing, how you're faring during this odd early late spring, uh, fishing season. The hook and hunt experience wants you to live well from the live. Well, here's your old buddy. Stinkbait Rivers. <laughs> hey, it's your buddy Stinky right here on the Hook and Hunt Experience, and it's time for this week's edition of Live Well from the Live Well, Thoughts and Observations from your old buddy Stinky. So, uh, I was watching television last night as uh, as I was thumbing through the TV and hitting up the Hee Haw Marathon. I noticed a couple of things. First of all, it's time once again to buy a new mattress. Memorial Day is just around the corner, so... Head on over to Rooms to Go, Kane's Furniture, or whatever place that you get your local furniture at and get yourself a new mattress. The other one, all these pizza places are advertising that their pizza delivery is touchless. Your pizza hasn't been touched by human hands since it came out of our 450-degree pizza oven. Kind of makes you wonder what happened before all this stuff started. Hey, Larry, did you wipe that large pepperoni under your armpits? Makes you think, doesn't it? It's your old buddy Stinkbait Rivers. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash stinkbaitrivers or right here next time as we live well from the live well on the Hook and Hunt Experience. Ha <laughs> ha, you betcha. We can't leave you high and dry. Here are some words of wisdom in the last cast with Jim Crowley on the Hook and Hunt Experience. People can always say that there, there are a lot of different keys to being successful, and, and there is. Uh, one, of my, one of my biggest keys to success is organization. Now, I have a certain amount of tackle boxes that I keep in my boat, and I also have certain tackle boxes that I take with me on the road. If I'm traveling to Canada and I'm going to be filming out of somebody else's boat, for example, I'm going to have certain tackle that I'm going to have organized that I'm going to take with me. If I'm going to be fishing out of my boat, well, then I have things that are always organized. One of the upsides to this year being as crazy as it is, is I've had more time to get things organized. Matter of fact, I was kidding some people on an interview I did last week that I'm so organized right now, I really just don't know where anything is. (laughs) But just for you to be better on the water, you can know where everything is because the less you have to find that stuff, the more time you spend for fishing. And to be quite honest with you, the more time you spend fishing, the more successful you're going to be. Thanks for stopping by the show. Head over to the Hook and Hunt Experience on Facebook and give us a like and find out more about this week's show. The Hook and Hunt Experience is brought to you by HookandHuntTV.com. Stop by and watch the latest episodes airing now. 
Moxie Dog Treats. Your dog will love you. And brought to you by Crawley's Crawlers. The plastic worms that make sure you're hauling in the limit every time. And the Tackle Box Bar and Grill, where the stories are as big as the fish baskets and beer. Join us next week for the next episode of the Hook and Hunt Experience.